Welcome to the Faith Church Podcast. My name is Christoph. It is episode 573. 574. It's not even close no. to that. Episode, it is episode 22, though, Yes. of the Faith Church Podcast. And I'm Christoph, and with me today... This is Jeff. Hello, everybody. How are you doing today, Jeff? I am wonderful. I think the weather may be perfect. I know that's a dangerous thing to say, but today feels to me just about perfect. It's supposed to be awful tomorrow now, and now I'm going to blame it on you. So, Well, you got to pay for the good weather with the bad weather. It's supposed to rain, which means I'm going to have to <laughs> shop back out my oh, basement. Which I hate that for you. I'm going to be thinking about you now the whole time I'm doing it. No, so, no. <laughs> thinking about me, feeling sad that that's happening to you, please. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is anyone else here with us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, today, let me. I, today's Thursday's podcast, which means that we are having a conversation with someone from the church. Um, we've been doing two podcasts a week, one talking about the sermon or general topics, and then one uh, just interviewing somebody from the church. And today we have with us Brian. Hey, hi, Brian. Hey, Christoph, Jeff. Good to be with you guys. Welcome, Brian. This is pretty cool for me. I like because you're in radio uh yeah. and i used to be in radio mm-hmm. uh, and i feel like i'm working with amateurs all the time so it's just i'm just kidding <laughs> you know what I'm Christoph? Sorry, I'm, sorry. I'm sitting right here I'm and sorry. i can hear what you're I'm saying <laughs> i meant more the other host oh yes yes speaking here. of the other host i i want to let everyone know who's listening if you hear like a banging sound like a rapping on a door it's because we've locked jay out of the room oh. and we're not going to let him in there we go. So just don't be alarmed. He's not locked in something. He's just locked out locked of something. Out. That's not a woodpecker at the window. Or no. Something. No. 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 Okay. Uh, so, uh, Brian, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself in terms of just, I guess, your relationship to the church for those who, who might not know you? Sure. Um, one of the elders have been for several years now and uh, love this church body. I, we've been here since about, let's see, what is May of 1989. So whatever that is, uh, we kind of discovered the church. It was here. We didn't discover it, but we, we noticed the church, heard about it and visited and uh, we're pretty much uh, hooked the first Sunday there. So uh, it's been a wonderful time. And I, I just love thinking back before this conversation, I was thinking back to some early ministry there. A lot of you know Alex Long. You may know him as Buzz. And uh, he and I worked with the sixth grade boys on Wednesday nights for several years. <laughs> Guys like Buck Borchard and Heath Tachik and uh, Nathaniel Johnson and quite a few other guys you may be listening right now. But uh, those were interesting years. I, I was not feeling like I was cut out for that, but I was doing it. And uh, the Lord moved us on to some other ministry over the years. So Barb and I served on a worship team for several years. Uh, I've been on the missions team for quite a while. And uh, probably some ministries I've forgotten about right now. But... Uh, it's been a wonderful uh, journey. We, we've we loved it. That's so amazing. 1989. Right. That's sweet. So w- worship, what did you do when you were on a worship team? I was kind of the lead singer, which is a little sad because I don't have a great voice, but I was kind of making it hold together there. That's really cool. I had no yeah. idea you did that. Yeah. That is super cool. I also love the fact, and I think this just speaks to... Um, the legacy of being a part of a church for so long that you're listing off names of people who are in your sixth grade class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and these are people whose kids are actually coming into the youth ministry right now, which I love. I think that's so cool. I know. And, and I was thinking about serving on the missions team. Now, Jeff, when did you go out in missions? So what, what year oh, could that have been? Probably 2007. 
Okay, so sometime in advance of that, I joined the yes. admissions team. I'm not sure what year it was there. Yeah, so, so when we moved back here, you were, a lot of people were familiar faces, but you were one that was very familiar to me because of your service there okay. and uh, faithful service to our whole body and ministering to missionaries. And I think one of the highlights for me serving here in this body has been to hear what missionaries are intending to do and to hear their reports when they come back. And it's been awesome. Every time we got to hear you and Jess report about the work, it's been uh, just fabulous, you know, like like candy. It's been uh, amazing <laughs> to to just sit and listen to what God's doing there. So, Well, thank you. It was faith was always a huge wind in our sails and we could feel that the stories and the reports were encouraging which is super encouraging to us mm -hmm. so yeah thank you for that as you were thinking and reminiscing about your time since 1989 here okay. i'm curious if any other like fond memories or funny stories it's not required to tell a funny story well, but th if you have is, any this is not hilarious but it is a, a little <laughs> that's a good <laughs> well I kind of I kind of speak that way. I, I I let people in easy. Like anyway, let me let's sure. go straight. You to don't the story have now. to laugh at this, but if you do, it's okay. All right. So yeah. <laughs> I I was a kind of a guy who was not into heights. Like to get on a roof of a building? Are you kidding me? I don't think that... you and me both, Brian. You and me. But both. I did it here. I learned to do it here, working on the roof in the building project here. Not the 1988 building project, but the uh, the one a few years after that. And worked on some shingles there. Of course, it wasn't super high. It was one story. But uh, also got to work on some scaffolding indoors in the worship center. We would uh, put some of that pine uh, ceiling stuff up in the new addition, the ones out toward the office there. Okay. I worked with a guy up on the scaffolding for a while there. So that was, I mean, I wouldn't call it a highlight necessarily, but it was a little stretching to uh, to get used to being up high like that. So. Yeah. yeah, growing, right? Yeah, a little, yeah. little, little growing. I, I'm, I am terribly afraid of heights too. So, for, <laughs> for what it's worth, uh, I actually I helped uh, um, Dean do a little bit of a roofing project at my parents' house, and I was, I was scared the whole time. So I, uh, I get that. I totally get that. Yeah. Well, then later, and, and this is kind of a, a cool memory too. Uh, on our own house here in Peshtigo, we needed a new roof, and. So I had hired a guy to come do the roof, and he said, well, if you want to remove the old roofing, you'd save a little money. You can get that off there, throw it off the side, get it, get it off there, and then I'll come and do the new roof. And I said, great. So I think a friend and I were up there on a night where we were supposed to have an elder meeting, probably a Tuesday night. And I had told the guys, even though I tended to never miss elder meetings, I said, I'm not going to be able to make it. Got to get that old roof off there. So I'm up there working on get, getting that roof off. And this is on the high part of the house, the two-story part. Sure. And wouldn't you know, Pastor Dave and some of the other elders show up, climb up the ladder and start helping me take this off. You know, they like wow. call the meeting off so they could uh, help me get those shingles off there. So. That is, is awesome. a great story. I love that one, yeah. It is I so can cool. only imagine how encouraging that would have been <laughs> to get it done. And with... it took so much less time, too. Yes. It was, it was cool. Yeah. That's amazing. Where So... Backing up a little bit, where are you from originally? So if you came in 1989, where did you come from? Or... Okay, well, grew up on a farm seven miles outside of Bedford, Pennsylvania, south central part of Pennsylvania. It's one of the exits on the Pennsylvania Turnpike for people who have traveled that way. Um, went off to Bible College in Clark Summit, Pennsylvania, and would later 
serve at a Christian radio station in State College, Pennsylvania, which is right in the middle of the state, where Penn State's main campus is there. Unfortunately, the station wasn't very big, didn't have a big coverage area, therefore not a lot of support compared to the one I'm at now. And they really couldn't afford to pay a living wage. I was working part-time jobs on the side, and, and those were good years. God taught us some good things there, but I just felt like I couldn't stay at that station. Checked into what other Christian radios around and came all the way out to Surring, Wisconsin to work at WRVM in uh, at the end of 1988 there. So, uh, yeah. That's a big move. So, I mean, you, you were working for less than a living wage, and then you moved very far to work doing what you're doing right now. Right. Could you just describe for us a little bit, like, what what is it about radio that you love so much, and how did you get into that? Well, I got into it um, back at a time where I was thinking about the pastorate. Now, I'm not one of these guys who always knew I should be a pastor. I've been around plenty of guys who were just 100% locked, sure that that's what they should do. I was feeling like, well, if God leads that way, let's go. But I'm not certain that that's what he has. And it wasn't. He actually was preparing me for a ministry of the word, but not in a pastoral role specifically. Until now, which is more like as an elder pastor, I've been serving here. But as far as going to a little church and being the guy who preached every Sunday and being the pastor and all that, yes, I look back and I think that that would not have been the best thing for me. I, if it was, God would have helped me, I'm sure. But uh, I went to work at the Christian radio station in Pennsylvania at a time where I needed a job and they were offering one. And it was part-time and didn't have benefits. And I thought, well, here it is. Uh, did the interview. Sounded interesting. I think they want me to come. Let's go. You know, So we moved. We actually lived at Grand Rapids, Michigan at the time and moved back to Pennsylvania. And I, I worked there for about five years. And those were really growth years. Our children were born uh, during that time, our two kids. And uh, we, we learned a lot, sometimes by making mistakes. But uh, uh, it, was, it was a growth time. And then moving to Wisconsin, it's home now, I tell you. This is, there's nothing like coming back to Wisconsin when we're somewhere else. But at the time, you're moving to a, a new place. You don't know anyone. And for me to be at the radio station and be around the staff and everything, that was my social life. Barb's social life was the two kids for quite a while. That was, yeah. that was about it, you know. And uh, so when we got locked into to, uh, the, the body here and, and started feeling at home and everything, that was a super blessing for all of us and the kids. I still remember the first week we visited, some little boy walked up to our son, Derek, and said, I'll show you around the church. And Derek's like, okay, off they go, you know. So nothing like a welcome like that. You know, yes. that's, that's wonderful, you know. So oh, That's so cool. And yeah. that's, I, I didn't realize, I, I didn't know that you've been at WRVM uh, for that, that entire time. That's actually mm-hmm. a little bit of a, a rarity in radio in general. Radio radio yeah. hosts and radio people tend to move right. around a lot. What, what I mean, I feel like it'd be an interesting question. Maybe not. Maybe it's just been kind of the same. But you've kind of this, these past couple of months have been a, an interesting time. Like, what has it been like serving in the capacity of radio during a pandemic? Well, as far as going to work and doing the regular hours and tasks, almost the same. But at the same time, when you speak to people on the radio, you realize 
there is a wide variety of circumstances represented there. You got people who are just fine. Some people are even better. They're hermits and they didn't like to be with people anyway. Uh, (laughs) Some people are actually suffering because of the lack of social contact. Some aren't hooked into a good church and they miss that. Uh, And they're kind of listening to messages on the radio to be fed the word, but it would be better, obviously, if they had a good a good church body and everything. And you've got people who are fearful, and rightfully so. The virus is a, a life-threatening uh, thing there. Uh, a wide variety of people you're talking to. So uh, I guess it's uh, one of those things where I think of Paul trying to be all things to all people there. You don't want to be just pretending there's no problem out there right now, like, what virus? You know, that no, there's a serious sure. thing going on here. But at the same time, if you camp on that all the time, some people are going to get really tired of, okay, he's talking about the virus again. Other people are going to say, you know, I think what he said was right, but I'm tired of hearing about it. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a struggle to, to find a balance there. Sure. And, and I will tend to talk in a given moment on radio, I will tend to talk a little shorter. You wouldn't know it from right now, but I will tend to talk a little shorter than your average Joe because in radio, I think you want things to be a little more succinct. You don't want somebody to camp on the same point for Mm -hmm. three or four minutes. That seems, unless it's talk radio, which is obviously a different ball game there. But we're kind of a hybrid music and teaching station there, so. Yeah, that was always the interesting thing and the thing I always had to wrestle with a little bit when, when you work in, in radio and even Christian radio is mm-hmm. you're trying to minister to people, but you're trying to do it in a very short block of time. You're trying to get a very, very, very big truth into a very, very, very tiny space mm-hmm. to just encourage somebody in, in the course of, you know, 20 to 30 seconds. You know, that's, that's, sure. a, that's, a, that's a tough thing to do. And big picture, I almost forgot to say this. I remember a moment back when I worked at uh, WTLR in central Pennsylvania, a moment where I suddenly realized this is a ministry pulling the minds of of people toward the Savior. So many things in our world are pulling people away from that. And, and this is a chance to pull people's minds back toward that, and their hearts especially, as you uh, encourage people to uh, walk with God and obey Him and and seek his ways and everything. So it's it struck me, okay, this is this is not the church ministry that I envisioned when I was in Bible college, but it's pretty significant in that people are looking for hope, they're looking for encouragement, they're looking for direction, and those things all come through the Word of God and and through songs that uh, will build them up there. So, yeah, man, I love that. Yeah, that's cool. It's really cool. Well, Brian, another question that I, w- I love is just getting to know you again and helping people hear who you are. I think a lot of people probably know that you and Barb are both pretty active people. Like you like to be out. We do. Do, do you have yeah. a favorite season or activity that you do that you'd like to share? <laughs> You're asking me that knowing very well what I'm going to no, say. No, <laughs> I actually do not know. Well, you know that we're, we love bicycling. So that's, oh. that's, what, I was, that's really? what I was thinking. <laughs> do you know you somebody know. who likes bicycling, Jeff? Uh, Yes, I do. But you like other things outdoors, too. We do. But we're a lot more biker than hiker. We, we do a little hiking if 
you know, if you go someplace and there's no bike trail, you got to hike it. But uh, if all else fails, hike. You could, yes. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Is, that a th- is that a thing? Is there like a, a bikers versus hikers kind of mentality? Like... I don't know. I don't know if it's versus. I think it's a preference type of okay. thing. Okay. So. I, didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, man. Speaking of preferences, Barb prefers road bike riding, and I prefer to be on the trail. So, you know, we, we both do both, but we, we just have our preferences there. So. Sure. And do you have any winter activities that you do? Well, I also get out on my fat tire bike on the snow and the trail in the winter as well. And uh, at age 59, I actually learned to downhill ski. I didn't think I would ever do it. But I would go to the ski hill there at the Pine Mountain and watch Barb and, and Lisa Gregerson and various people skiing. And I'd sit in the lodge and sip some hot cocoa and read and That's whatever. That's more my speed. I like that. Yeah. But then one day I thought, you know, I could at least take a lesson and see how it was, you know? And I had a super patient instructor. He assured me that, yes, you're afraid of going too fast down the ski hill, but you don't have to go fast. You're in control of the speed, so you decide that. I'm thinking, okay, well, show me. So it was a good experience. I, I've gone a couple of times each winter since then. So. Wow, that's sweet. At 59. Yeah, and that's... I'm, uh, well, just days away from 64 now, so that's been five years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you do any cross-country skiing? We do a little bit. I find that to be a little harder. Uh, I've never done the skate type. I've always done the kind where you have the two tracks to, to ski the in. The classic. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That's cool. When you do the uh, when you do the, the, the fat tire biking in mm-hmm. the wintertime, yeah. is that like on mountain biking trails? So is that like when you go... You go... Yeah, we, we tend to go uh, to the one that's at Highway 64 in the Pashtigo River here. <laughs> And, I, I laugh because I went mountain biking for like the first time two weeks ago. Oh, okay. On those on those very trails. On that trail? okay. Yeah, yeah, which is awesome. It was yeah. a ton of fun. Well, and they just this past winter started grooming it too. We'd get out there sometimes without the grooming and it'd be a little bit rough, but the grooming has made it pretty neat. Yeah. So. I was already terrified enough when I was just going on the dirt trails that I was not gonna hit a hit a turn fast enough or I wasn't going I can't imagine doing that in the wintertime. Well, I don't actually enjoy the snow biking as much because you feel like you dare not ever unfocus yourself. You know, you, sure. you, you, you lose concentration for a second and you're probably going to slide off the trail. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> not that that doesn't happen in the summertime, but it's, it's even more so in the wintertime. So I don't like that as much, but hey, it's still good to get out and uh, get some exercise. You just have to embrace the falling. Just part of it. <laughs> I guess in the wintertime, too, you're falling in snow, right? There's at least some padding. Yes. Right. And and I tend to not go as fast in the winter, too. So you're not just, at least I wouldn't be crashing to the ground at the same rate of speed. Or something. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I found out, you, Jeff, uh, you and I have very similar fat tire bikes, though. So it was kind of, kind of fun to meet someone with the same kind of bike. Right? Yeah, we do. I was very excited about that as well. Someone mm-hmm. even said, is that like Brian's? I said, well... It's not quite as cool as Brian's, but <laughs> yes, somewhat like it. That was a surprise birthday present from Barb a few years ago. She had she had told me a certain amount of money she wanted to spend on my birthday present. And I said, what? Like, you know, this isn't just here's your $50 present. This is like significantly more. And I thought, <laughs> okay, she didn't tell me what it was, but I thought, okay, well, this is going to be interesting here. I'm not sure... Well, you can't buy a car for that much, but still, you know, I, I don't know what she's getting me here, but it was the fat tire bike. So that's such a great gift. That was fun. That's cool. Yeah. They look cool. I don't know what I would do with one. Hey, you guys, you, you guys would love it. it. I, it would... Have you been on one in summer though? 
I've never been on a fat buyer tyke. Okay. No. You, you got to get on one of those in the summer just for the experience. It's yeah. it's a different feel. Yeah. Okay. Boy, we've really gone afield here, haven't we? That's, yeah, okay. that's, that's okay. This is what happens. Yeah. Reels back in, Jeff. Okay. Shifting gears. Clutches in. Letting clutch out. Here we go. <laughs> Brian, thinking about your walk with God lately, I'm curious, have there been any things that he's been teaching you that, that you'd like to share with us? Anything that's been encouraging lately? Passages or lessons? Well, in thinking about this conversation, I was thinking way back to when I was just a little boy and the first verse my mother taught me was First Peter 5, 7, casting all your care on him for he cares for you. And then later I would discover the context of that and see in that chapter that Peter was exhorting people to to humble themselves under the hand of God and, and he'll exalt you in due time. He opposes the proud, gives grace to the humble. And that kind of leads into the, and cast all your care on him. And uh, that's kind of a lesson I just keep learning. I uh, maybe a slow learner or something, I don't know. But uh, I see that amplified in, in many ways in my life. And it's not easy to humble yourself. That's usually not what we'd stick on our to-do list. I think I'll <laughs> humble myself today, you know. A very comfortable thing to do. Yeah, but but it's, you know, and there are other times where people will humble you and, and it's not you doing it, but, uh, you know, it's the way life happens there. But uh, that's a command to to take the the initiative there. And, and with the help of the Holy Spirit there, certainly not in the flesh. We're not very good at uh, that kind of work in the flesh. But mm-hmm. uh, How do you, yeah. so... Say somebody hears that and they go, okay, how do I humble myself? Like, what, what does that look like? Well, I've been thinking especially about where in Philippians 2, we're told to, to consider others more important than ourselves, yeah. which is not our natural bent. That's not the way we're wired. We're wired to make sure that we are okay. And if we have maybe a little extra time or energy, we might help someone else. But, uh, you know, I think we justify it by that mask in the airplane illustration, like put your own mask on first. Well, I get that. I, you need to make sure you're, you're healthy and, and awake and alert to handle that. But at the same time, if you don't reach over and help the guy with his mask and you still keep fiddling with yours, you haven't accomplished what God's put together for. So, Oh my, yeah. I like that yeah. image. Yeah. It's not fitting correctly. It's not, I don't quite, I'm not doing it perfectly. I'm not ready to help yet. And look, there's a guy who's not putting his on. That's odd. You know, you, you, might, you know what I'm talking about? The air, airline lecture yeah. where the, yes. the flight attendant gives you the, uh, the lecture before you, the one that no one seems to watch, but uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You show up uh, there and you're still kind of looking through the magazine and the thing, you know, like, oh, or your phone or, or your phone. Yeah. 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 No, we actually, it's really funny. You say that, Brian, that was literally last night, our verse for a uh, youth group. Uh, and in humility was what we were talking about. Okay. Uh, Philippians two. And we, we looked at the uh, parable that uh, Jesus gives in Luke 14 about the wedding banquet. And he says that if you go to this party or to this banquet, don't go and seek for yourself the, the, the place the seat of honor and sure. said, look for the lowly seat. And then, mm-hmm. you know, later on the, the host will go and find you and exalt you. And then he says, exactly what you just said. The, the humble will be exalted and you will exalt the humble. Um, which is just, it's a, I feel like it's going to be, a, you know, for me, I feel like that's a battle for my entire life. Like that's going to be something that I just, I, I wrestle with for my entire life. But I, I just think mm-hmm. of what it would look like to be, I just get the idea of what it would look like to be a community of believers who really sought that out, man, mm. wouldn't that be incredible? 
because the cool thing with that is that like if you do that your needs are still being met they're being met by somebody else like if we were all looking out for our own interests we would the the by definition the interests would be met because we're looking out for each other mm-hmm. i think one of the things i learned from pastor jay was as he talks about community he talks about being responsible for each other that is probably a word i had not heard connected with community before i thought I got the community thing, but the idea of being responsible for someone else, hmm, that's, I probably took it to, to a new depth for me in my thinking there. So. Well, it's funny, you you mentioned kind of a throwback to that story you said about having the elder meeting, but you had to get, you know, tear your roof off. And mm-hmm. instead of the elder meeting, the elders show up at your house and help you out with that. It looks, that, that seems to me like a really good parable of actually doing hmm. exactly that, being responsible for each other. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that connection, but that's perfect illustration. Yeah. I, I think we, hmm. we do it we do it sometimes, we don't even notice it, but then I feel like it's really easy to get on that autopilot and then just completely miss miss those opportunities. That was um from this this past Sunday, that was something that um I th- I told Jay this week, I, I think I talked to four or five different people last Sunday alone about that exact sentence that who are you responsible for? Hmm. Like, oh man, that is it's still ringing true today. Mm-hmm. And, and I think just because I am now familiar with the concept and embrace it, I still have a lot to learn about doing it too. So, yeah. I mean, so much of that is, you know, being observant so that we know how to be, you know, so we know how to be responsible for others. Mm-hmm. Like the example of the roof is a great one. Like they just, they knew that you had that need and they could take part and help you with it and saw right. that was something to do. But you're right. I think it is hard sometimes as you're just going through life, those things can pass you by and you don't give it a second thought. And if someone said, should we go help? Actually, a lot of us are going to say, yeah, that's a great thing. Let's go do it. It's just getting to the point of taking that mm-hmm. initiative. And I guess it is, I heard someone, a student told me once, I don't know where he heard it, but he said, if we want to be a servant, we have to be observant. And I like that phrase, mm. just trying to, and I think that's something that has to be spirit empowered as well. It's like, God, give me eyes to see in the community that I am in, how I can love and serve and take responsibility for those around me. And like you said, that's not natural. That's a spirit empowered God thing mm-hmm. to do that and to grow on that in that practically. That's what Jesus modeled. You know, I, I, I've been, it's, it's kind of just stuck with me this week. Just the fact that Jesus said, I did not come to be served, but to serve, you know, mm-hmm. and just like, that's, that's the mindset that I need to be. That's where my focus needs to be. And it's, it's, it's hard to do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Brian, before we, we end this podcast, time is flying as usual. I want to make sure there's anything else that you want to share with us. Any questions I should have asked you that I didn't that you do you want to talk about? I want to give you one last shot. Well, I'm not thinking of anything specifically about church ministry that I have forgotten to mention. I might think of it later, but I just uh, want to say how grateful I am that God has given Barb to me and we could walk together over these years. It's been uh, a hard time at times and other times easy and quite a bit of the time somewhere in between. But uh, to have a, a mate like that and uh, I guess as, as we get older, we even appreciate each other more. So just grateful for that. How many how many years have you guys married for? Um, creeping up on a few days away from 41 years. That is 41 incredible. Years, yeah. 
Congratulations. Last year, we went to Door County for nine days to celebrate the 40th there. So Did that, you? that was a, a big deal for us. Took the bikes, of course, and yes. uh, the kayaks and had a good time. But uh, 40 years, we're, we're grateful. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you for that. And thank you for even sharing that. I, I, I think um, as somebody, Sarah and I are now uh, eight years into our marriage. And it's just, it's encouraging to see uh, other believers who, after 41 years of marriage-ish, uh, right. coming up on it, um, that that's, it, it, when you're asked, anything else you want to mention? Like, you want to mention that? That's awesome. That is super encouraging. And, and I just want to emphasize, it's not like it's all been uh, a walk in the park there. For we, sure. We've had some struggles and worked through those. And so that's that's been uh, really neat to see God helping us there. Awesome. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking some time to come in and yeah. chat with us today. Glad to do it. Thanks for asking. It's great to see you. Yeah. yeah. It's been really cool getting to to do these podcasts. I Just the radio side of me, like I, I've been out of radio now for seven years six years seven years uh, and i miss it sometimes and mm. to be able to do this kind of kind of brings me back so I, I i like getting to do it so um if you don't listen to if you haven't listened to any other podcasts i don't know how this would have been your first one but awesome we do two podcasts a week we do one on tuesday and that one is typically pastor jay and pastor robbie talking about uh the previous sunday's sermon although jeff you've you've said in the last couple of weeks yes i've really um, enjoyed that yeah which has been really cool and so you get a chance to hear a little bit uh get to kind of peek behind the curtain and hear what may have gotten cut from the sermon or uh, what they wrestled with is writing the sermon and then we like to chat with somebody from the church um, on Thursday which has been really cool it's been really cool getting to hear different perspectives hear from elders hear from uh, people who are just serving in the community that are part of the church it's it's awesome to hear that mm. so um, if you want to get connected to us faith church uh, well that's not the website faithpeshtigo.com is the website we are also on Facebook uh, make sure to uh, I guess you can give us a rating and it helps people search for us. So I, I think mm. I'm supposed to say that. I don't know. It feels like Jay always says that. Give us a rating so. if it's positive. Please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Only if it's positive. <laughs> if it's not, we'll find you. Uh, <laughs> if you have a problem, tell us. If you liked it, tell your friends. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right. So that'll do it for us. Thank you so much for listening.